Hey ladies and happy Saturday. It's your girl Serene Dumas Lee, the host of Arama Word for Women, and I'm so excited that you're tuning in on today. Hope you all had an amazing week. I hope you all kicked in some doors, bust down some doors, and let some close because you know we can't walk through every door, right? Listen, I won't be before you all long, but I've been I've been kind of looking through the word as I do, right, throughout the week, but I kind of got stuck on 1 Samuel chapter 30. So I couldn't figure out why the Lord kind of brought me to this chapter. I'm like, okay, what is this about? So, but, you know, um, I don't know about y'all, but for me, sometimes when I read the word, I'm, I'm engulfed in scripture, it takes me, yeah couple times to kind of get what God is saying to me, right? Or if it's even about me or something I need to pray for, something I need to say or do, however he wants to work it. So he gave me 1 Samuel chapter 30. And y'all know how I do. I like to summarize, but y'all could go read it for yourself, right? And get your own revelation, of course. You know what God wants to say to you in it. However, we're going to talk about this chapter for a little bit because it got some juicy nuggets in it and for me it's just been I've been in a crazy place but a good place if that makes sense right so in this chapter David and his crew you know the men he lead his his army they return back to Ziglag to their family homes or whatever and to find that Amalekites have burned it down and captured everyone of course, that's disheartening, that's stress, that's, that's worry, that's heartbreak, right? So they're going through this process that their families are missing. And they are, they're, they're followers, the guys in his army, they are followers of David. They believe in him, they let him lead. When he say go, they go because they trust him. However, when it got bad, when it got bad, verse six says, and David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because all of the people were bitter in soul, each of his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. Well, strengthened himself in God. Listen, I got stuck right there and I'm gonna tell y'all why. Because we've all had some type of situation or circumstance where it's all good, it's all gravy. Everyone is giving us accolades and pats on our back and they wanna follow us. They wanna know what we're doing and how we get there and where we're going and it's all good. And still, hey, until stuff goes bad. Things went bad here. So instead of sticking together, and hatching a plan together and undergirding their leader, David's boys was thinking about taking him out. Complete blame went to David. So when I'm reading this and I was pondering over it, I'm like, well, God, if they wanna take him out now because stuff went bad, why didn't they think about taking him out when stuff was good? And I know that may sound like a silly question, right? But that just goes to show human nature and even us today now, men, women, 
I, I work in a middle school, so children are like too. Like, it's all good when you're attached to someone and they're doing great things and they can bring you up and you can go to great miles with them and you're all on the, on the mountain and it's all good. But when it hits that valley space, now y'all want to stone me. Now you want to talk about me. Now you won't want to be here with me. Now you don't want to uh, help me march this thing out. Now you don't have a plan or an idea or you don't want to contribute to it. It's just like, forget me. So you might as well say, even though you're not necessarily throwing the stones, your actions are throwing stones at me, right? And I'm just, I'm paraphrasing y'all. Like, I'm just, I have no direct situation, but this just stood out to me because there are times when we are leading and whether we're leading our homes, ladies, at the office, in the workplace, in ministry, we're leaders in some facet way, but if it don't go somebody's way or if something goes wrong, it's almost like the finger goes up. I would just be so candid with y'all, the finger goes up, right? That you riding down the hall, you riding down the highway, you cut somebody off when they give you the finger, they just flip you the bird. That's kind of how it goes when they when they talk about stoning you. Because as long as everything is perfect, then we riding with you. If it's not perfect, we're gonna talk about you, we're gonna throw these stones, uh, cut you at the knees, and not be bothered with you. But hey God, this is what I love about David. And I pray that you ladies catch this revelation. He, even in his distress, he strengthened himself in God. See, this is where we get caught up because we're so hung up on what people think about us and the moves that we're, we're making. We forget about the one who gave us the moves. We forget about the one who gave us the position. We forget about the one who gave us the idea. We forget about the one who strengthened us to even do what we're doing, right? No matter what it is, it doesn't have to be anything glitz and glamorous, but it's whatever he called us to do. But the moment, the moment we don't have our team with us or the moment we don't, people lose faith, right? Not necessarily in us because we're not gods, right? You never want nobody to worship us. But the moment they turn the other cheek and don't want to be bothered because it got tough, you can't put your strength in them people. Your strength comes from the Lord. You know, he is our strong tower. He says in his word, the righteous went in and we are safe. So if we run into the strong tower, just like David did. He strengthened himself in the Lord. What does that mean? Well, what does that mean for you, ladies? How do you strengthen yourself in the Lord? Do you pray? Do you worship? Do you go for a walk? Do you go for a ride? Do you start journaling? How do you strengthen yourself in the Lord? And that's kind of the call to action I want to Ask, your, ask you ladies today, even as you're listening, you know, ask yourself, how do I strengthen myself in the Lord? And you may not even realize that you're doing it, but this is the thing that you always do when it gets tough. Especially when you have friends, family, coworkers who are stoning you or want to stone you, right? So how do you get back to that place of enlightenment? How do you get back to that place of strength? How do you get back to that place of taking it all back, starting over, getting up. Because if you're waiting for people to do it, nine times out of 10, you might stay stuck. You know, and this is just a revelation I got, like, honestly, like I said, it wasn't no particular situation. I was just reading a word and it just 
stuck out for me because the people became bitter. Oh, we. Sometimes we don't even know when we're unintentionally hurting someone or something that something may happen and it may cause strife. And if we're not mindful, we may not even know that that person feels some type of way, but the next thing you know, there's bitter and strife is caused and now they want to stone you. So what do we do? How do we handle these situations? David gave us the exact answer. He strengthened himself in the Lord. He went straight to God. So that's prayer. Like I said, that's worship. It's whatever you do. For me, it's probably journaling. Um, I get the writing. I get my thoughts going. Are they always all clear and all perfect? Absolutely not. But I write or I start to, I pray. You know, my best, my best prayer time is in the car on the way to work, 45 minute drive. God, I need to talk to you. That's how it goes down, right? So in that, I say all that to say, when people want to stone you, when people want to forget about you, when they don't want to be bothered, when you're feeling alone, strengthen yourself in the Lord. And sometimes it seems, it seems easier said than done, but it becomes a habit. And I don't remember where I read it at, but I believe a habit takes almost 60 to 90 days to come forth because you do it every day. So that means if you do not have a posture of prayer, of worship, or whatever you do to strengthen yourself in the Lord, get one. Get one. Because you may wake up one day and you may not have everyone there that was there two days ago. So what do you do in that situation? Do you let your dream die? Do you let your company down? Do you let your house fall apart? Do you let your family down? Like, what do you do? So find your thing. And I don't know why this thought, it, it spoke to me like this, but it did. You know, Satan loves when we're in confusion. He loves when we're in isolation. He loves when we're alone. Why? Because that's when he can work on our thoughts. If we allow him, that's where he can, that's where persecution comes in of our own self, right? What did I do wrong? What did, what did I do right? What didn't I say? And maybe that's what David was going through in that moment, you know, that distressed moment. What did I do wrong? Um, what did I not do right? How did I, how did I let them down? But did he? Because he was following them. They were following him prior to, but when it got bad, they was ready to kill him. And you know what? David strengthened himself in the Lord. And when he strengthened himself in the Lord, if we keep reading, and we're not going to do that today because I want to hit this some more next week. But if you keep reading, David strengthened himself in God and went to the priest, asked for the ephod, and asked the Lord, should I pursue, should I pursue the Amalekites? God answered him. Surely overtake and shall and you shall secure everything that they took. How about and then some? Now, of course, David then went before God. He got his crew together. Now he got an idea. He was sat before the Lord. Here they all come again. Y'all was just trying to stone old boy last week or a couple hours ago. 
But now because he done sat before God and got an idea, now you want to jump down a bandwagon. Oh my God. So this is the whole key, ladies. Jumping on the bandwagon. You got to know who's with you and who's for you. And not everyone is. Not everyone's going to be for you. Even, you know, that old cliche saying, keep your enemies close. I truly believe that because they with you when it's good. When it ain't good, they ain't there. So are you going to ride with me through all the built valleys and the molehills and the mountains? Or are you just here for when it looks good? You just here for the glitz and the glamour. And you know what I realized, y'all? Sometimes it's not a valley season for two days, three days, six months. Sometimes a valley season is 10 years. And will the people that say they support you be there? And this isn't a bashing conversation about those that support, but we as women, as leaders in our homes, workplace, visionaries, entrepreneurs, businesses, authors, whatever we do, we have to know everyone is not meant for every season. Everyone is not a root on what you got going on. And as soon as it gets bad, just like these fellas did with David, when it got bad, they was out. As a matter of fact, before we be out, we're going to kill him. And then we out. So when you think about that, and if you catch this revelation, how many within your circle or outer circle, how many circles you have, right? How many have done that? Has it gotten bad and they're not there? And then when they come back, what do you do? What do you do? And I'm going to be completely transparent with y'all. I ask God, like, okay, so when they come back, what do I do? He says 70 times seven. Oh no, Lord, are you serious? Yes, he is. You ain't got to let him completely in. You don't have to give him all the tidbits and the nuggets. However, you still love on him. You still forgive him because WWJD, that's what Jesus would do, right? He would love on those even when he knows that they didn't like him, that they weren't for him, that they were just there for when it looked good, when the ride was smooth, because when it got bumpy and you got a hold it in the road, as my pastor say, you got a hold it in the road. Some people jump out the back seat. They will open them doors and fly out and let you keep holding it on your own. And that's tough. But even in that, God knows when we got to hold it in the road by ourselves. He knows when we have to stay steadfast before him. And know, even in the distress, seek him. And that's what David did. Like, he got his strength from the Lord. And that gives me comfort. That gives me safety. That makes me feel um, comfortable in the heavenly realm. Why? Because no matter what it looks like, who, whatever root, leaf, stem, or leaf dropped off the tree, right, and left the stump there in the ground, I'm still steadfast. I'm still sturdy. I'm still strong because God is the ultimate strengthener. It's him that keeps me all the way together. And I pray that that is for you all too. We can't get caught up in people because people let us down. And like I said, I was saying, you know, a couple of minutes ago, sometimes it's not intentionally. Sometimes don't even know, they don't even know that they're doing it. And how about this? This was the other revelation. How about some of them leave because God don't want them on a journey with you? They're not supposed to go 
into the enemy's camp with you. Hey, God, because David went into the enemy's camp. He wasn't playing. He went in the enemy's camp, got his stuff, got his wives, got his boys stuff and their family and went on back home. Sometimes everybody around you is not strong enough, hey, God, to go into the enemy's camp with you to take back some things, to change some things, to shift the atmosphere, to lift some people up, to pull some people out, to speak a word, to pray, to prophesy. They're not built for that. They're just the audience and that's okay. But you as the leader, as the visionary, as the one that's carrying the weight of whatever God has for you to do, has to know their position. And you pray, you ask him, God, what is this one for? I need specific strategic instruction on how to do this thing. That's what David did. He asked the priest, bring me ephod. What am I supposed to do with this? If I go over on these people camp, if I go in their land, you got me, right? Y'all, I'm paraphrasing because the word don't say that, but I'm giving you how I translate it in my head and how me, me and the Lord have our little conversations, right? But he's all good and all the time, just like that. So when you got something to do and you feel distressed because your army does shift it, and what is your army? What does your army look like? Those are your prayer partners sometimes. Those are the ones that support you sometimes. Those are the ones that say, yeah, girl, I got you. We're going to do this. It's all good. And you look up and look around, they're gone. Don't get mad. Don't get in your feelings. And that's the one thing I'm learning about this whole Christian ministry thing. Feelings is not part of the operation. It cannot be because feelings will have us all emotional, not making right decisions, saying the wrong things. And how can we be pleasing to God if we're so wrapped up in our own emotions that we're not even telling the people the right message because we mad? Go in your prayer closet. Every day is not perfect. Every day, you're not going to feel like it. I promise you, you won't. Some days you may just want to stay in bed. However, in that, know enough to go before God in those times. And I promise you, when you come out, you'll feel better. Because there's something about going before the Father's throne and just asking him to deal with whatever we're dealing with. Give us some answers. Don't be dismayed if you don't answer right then and there because it may be a process that you have to go through to figure out because as you go through the process, he's going to answer you. And let me look, I said I wasn't going to do it, right? But I can't help it. So if you read on in chapter 30, 600 men went with David into the Amalekites camp. But as they were halfway there, 200 of them said, I'm tired, I can't go on, I'm exhausted. Ew, y'all. How many of y'all got people who say they want to go on the long mile, they're there for the long haul, and you get halfway there, they say, we can't do it, right? David said, cool, y'all stay here by this, by this lake, this stream, we going in. He took the other 400, and they went in. And of course, they took out the people, like I said, right? So got their stuff back. They went back to pick up the other 200. So the 400 that went was like, oh, they ain't getting nothing because they didn't go all the way. David said, no. They just couldn't make the journey, but they're still a part of the vision. Hey, 
God, my God, that was such a revelation to me. They're still a part of the vision. They're still a part of this camp. They're still a part of what God's calling me to do. They just may not have the strength. Oh, they may not be built for it. Um, yes, not everyone is built to go through every situation, right? That's where the discernment comes in. That's where you get in your strength from God. I'm pretty sure I would bet my last dollar that David, when he went before God to get strength and God gave him strategic instruction. And when these ones don't go because they're tired, they're still mine. So when you come back with everything, still give them their share. Oh, God. Human, that don't even sound right. Spiritual, ain't nothing but God that will do something like that. Because our human side, y'all, we a mess. And we battle against flesh and blood <laughs> and principalities. So spirit is saying our spiritual nature, our spiritual mind is telling us, even when they can't make it, you still go back and reach back for them that couldn't. You still go back and minister to them. You still go back and help them. You still go back and lift them up, even though they couldn't make the journey. Yes, they wanted to stone you just like the other 400 did too, but they couldn't make it because they were exhausted. They didn't know how. It wasn't their full assignment. Oh my God, I just got that one. It wasn't their full assignment to go all the way, but it's your assignment as the glory carrier, as the one that God has given this vision in this, this job, this, this thing to put together for other people and to rescue others and to take back some stuff for others. It's your job to give it back to them because they weren't built for this, but he built you for it. See, I wasn't supposed to say all that, but I thank God for the Holy Spirit because it's even ministering to me now, y'all, as, as I'm talking to you all. And I just implore you to just read 1 Samuel chapter 30 because it gives you the encouragement and the strength to keep going when the numbers don't look like they're supposed to look, when the household look a little crazy, when the children acting crazy, when the workplace is getting on your nerves when ministry people in ministry i'm just gonna go and say it when people in ministry act fool up they love god but they acting like fools right so it gives you the strength because david had to muster up strength he's the, he says in a word he was distressed he was going through he was weary he was tired he probably wanted to lay down like the rest of them but he knew he had to do otherwise because of what he carried, because what he was anointed to be back in that field years ago, but he not there yet. Oh, God. So how about we start walking in what we're called to be and what we're called to do before it actually looks like what we're called to be and what we're called to do? Because even in that, the people are watching you. So if you think they wanted to stone David when he's not even king yet, what do you think they're going to do to you when you're not the CEO yet, when you don't have the company yet, when you don't have the money yet, when your family looks like it's falling apart now, or it looks like the ministry ain't going now? People are going to stone you. But don't look at right now. What did God tell you you were and what you were called to do? at a certain time. He didn't tell you the process. He just showed you the end and then called you, called you to it. 
So get to it. And don't get caught up in who's supporting you and who's there for you. Because at the end of the day, I promise you, some of the people who don't that that didn't support you or got tired or got weary or left you by the wayside, I promise you, God's not going to let you leave every single one of them. You're going to have to go back and give them something, even if it's just him. Oh, God. Even if it's just him, because they lost a little bit of faith. Because they don't know what it is to go and search and seek, not his hand, but his face for that strength that they need to go on. But you got it. You know what to do. And now you got to go back and get them. The rescue mission is beginning. Get in line, get in alignment. Get your heart and your mind right. This is not a horizontal situation. This is vertical. You and God. And if they don't support you, oh, well. If they stone you, if they call you names, if they saying they leaving a company, if they saying they leaving a ministry, if he say he walking out, if the kids want to act crazy, I'm going to get some strength from God. I ain't dealing with this. And he tells us he's our burden bearer. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. So just leave it on the altar, wherever your altar is, because sometimes we can't wait till Sunday morning to get to the altar. Things may happen on a Wednesday, so you need to go seek him right there. You can't wait till Sunday, because Sunday may be too late. Hey, God, y'all listen. Read 1 Samuel chapter 30. And how about this? I even challenge you. Send me an email, info at raymawomencenter.com. Tell me what you think. What did, when you read this, what was the revelation you got? What did God speak to you? Because he may speak it different to you. I'm just telling y'all what I got from it, right? But listen, that's all we got for today. I'm going to pause right there because I'm going to probably hit this again next week. Because like I said, there's some good nuggets in here. And I just love how God just gives revelation when you read his word, when you really soak in, right? I'm not talking about surface, y'all. I don't know what it is. I'm not, and I'm going to say this. This is not a season for surface prayer, surface ministry, surface leadership, surface scripture reading. This is a season to go deep. Go deep so you can find him. Because when you go deep in him, he is the one that elevates. And elevate is not always monetary. I wish I would get that out your head. I'm not speaking to everybody, but if it pokes you when I say it, then it's for you. Oh, God. Because I had to realize that. But like I say, it's Saturday, y'all. We're going to relax, relate, release, enjoy the weekend. I love, love, love y'all for listening. Listen, give me your comments. Look for me on Facebook, Serene Dumas Lee. Look for me on Instagram, Raymond Women's Center. Look for me on LinkedIn, Serene Dumas Lee. Look for me Facebook also, Raymond Institute of Leadership. Listen, the, the course is going amazing. We're in week four, I believe we're going to. We had to take a little break last week. So we're, this is going to be our fourth class, our fourth session. These ladies, again, are blowing my mind. They're teaching me. Even though God is giving me some things to to pour into them, they're pouring into me. I'm always a student. Never ever think that I'm above learning. I love to learn. So these ladies are pouring into me and giving me new revelation, but don't be dismayed. It's not too late. You can join the next course. I believe it's uh, October 4th. It's on a Monday. So open registration. You can find it on my Facebook page. You can find it on um, Raymond Institute of Leadership page. Send in that job form. 
join the next class, time to catapult your vision. And I love how God works because before I can get done with one project, he's already downloaded some other things, but I just can't jump into it. I need to seek his face for the direction. Hey, God. And I know some are going to support it and I know some won't. And I know this is going to be a lonely place sometimes, but my strength comes from the God, right? My strength comes from the Lord. I love, love, love y'all. Enjoy your week. I'll see you here next Saturday. And remember, if they stoning you, put on your armor, get your shield of faith up and keep moving because I promise you some of the ones you're going to have to go back and get so you might as well get over it now. <laughs> oh God, God is amazing and I love it. Y'all know how we do. If you do not know the Lord, if you don't have a relationship with him, if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord, relationship is locked and loaded. Let him get you right together. Y'all, he's still working on your girl because I'm a mess at times. But it's him that I carry in my heart and in my mind that allows me to be who I am, to have the strength and the courage to even get on here, to have these little tidbits and conversations with you all because if you would have asked me in January, this is not what I do. This is not serene, but God, right? So I thank y'all for listening. Listen, let some doors open, let some doors close, but most of all, know that you're not meant to walk to each, through each and every door. Seek God. Have a great Saturday, ladies. Love y'all.